back to Create Space, a podcast that finds joy in the art of storytelling. One of the biggest privileges of hosting this podcast for me is getting to interview current and former students of the Elliott School of Communication. Now, you all know that this is a place that changed me for the better and grew me into the person that I am today and continues to do so every single day that I get to to be there. And so to get to honor that same experience in others is something that I will just be eternally grateful for. And that word grateful is a word that you're going to hear mentioned a lot in today's episode. I sat down with local videographer and content creator Chase Dempsey. And let me tell you, this this is a man who truly lives every single one of his days to the fullest and is so grateful for everything that he's earned. Now, I met Chase several years ago as he was completing his undergraduate degree through the Elliott School, and he went on to also complete his master's in communication with us as well. So now he has two diplomas and he's worked as a content creator for Bethel College, and he also runs his own videography company, Chase Me If You Can Productions. Now, Chase is someone that when you meet him, he changes you. He shifts the energy in the room. There's just this light that radiates from him and it makes you want to smile. I'm not I'm not kidding you. I'm not, you know, being speaking with hyperbole right now. And you can really tell from his portfolio just how impactful his work truly is. As an example of this, I posted a picture on my Instagram account the day that I had recorded this interview with Chase. So it was a a selfie, I think, of Chase and I in the studio. And a current student of mine texted me when he saw it and he said, oh my gosh, I'm so excited for the episode with Chase to come out. In my opinion, he's one of the best creators in Wichita right now. And it was a really cool moment to see a current student looking up to and being inspired by one of our alums. So anyways, I can't wait for you to meet Chase today and really just get to experience his magic for yourself. All right, welcome to the show, Chase. We are so excited to have you. I really appreciate you being here. Thank you so much. I am excited to be here and I've heard so much about CreateSpace, so... Let's see yes. what we've got. And so for those of you that don't know, Chase has kind of made an appearance uh, sort of on Create Space because he was actually the videographer when we had Kyle Ellison on um, a month or so ago. And so uh, while you did not hear his voice yet, he was in the room. He was uh, recording, made a really cool video recap of it that you can see both on my Instagram and also on Kyle's uh, Facebook and Instagram as well. So um, he's he's been around, and I've known Chase for several years now. I'm trying to think when oh you were in undergrad. Like, remind me of the years. So you yes. did your undergrad and then grad. What what were so the time frames? Undergrad there? ended. It was 2000, I think, 15 to 18. Okay. And then um, the graduate program was 2019 to 2021. Gotcha. That's right. Okay. Mm-hmm. All of that kind of runs together for me, I find. And and of course, because you ended right in the middle of COVID and everything before COVID feels like a whole other world to oh me. Oh my. <laughs> so it's hard to go back. Yeah. Okay. So the reason I wanted to bring you on, Chase, uh, is because you, know, you are a videographer by yes. trade in a couple of different ways. And we'll get into all the different ways that you do videography in the, in the area. But I've known you since undergrad. Mm-hmm. And I think what's been interesting to me in watching your journey is if if I could pick out two things to me that stand mm-hmm. out about you, 
it is one that you are like one of the probably most kind, positive, just compassionate people that I've ever met. Uh, and then two, persistent and resilient and consistent. I didn't mean for all of those to have the ENT. Like I really <laughs> did not plan that. But especially, so I noticed it when you were a student. You're just a good student. You always got stuff done. You always pushed yourself, et cetera, et cetera. But I think I've noticed it maybe even more since you graduated mm-hmm. that I follow you on social media and I follow your personal accounts, but then also your um, professional account. And what I notice is the just consistency. You're always marketing yourself. You're always telling people what you're up to. You're always taking on new projects. Um, And there's just a lot of grit to you, a Mm -hmm. lot of determination. And I find that really, really inspiring. So those are kind of the reasons that I have just been perpetually drawn to you over the years and that I've loved following your career. So could you start by maybe just telling us um, who you are as a videographer, how you got started and sort of what you're doing in the industry now? Yeah, definitely. Thank you for that intro. That was great. Of course. <laughs> I love that. Yes. And um, Jessica is actually was my teacher. So um, yes. I actually learned a lot from her classes. Um, Thank you. I actually came to WSU wanting to do sports management. That really? was how my whole journey started, yes. I don't know that I knew that. And I was like, okay, I'm going to be on a sports team. I'm going to do something with them. Uh, it could be professional, semi-pro. It doesn't matter. Uh-huh. But I decided, you know, this is just a little too much for me. It's not down my alley. I need to find something that I can create. Mm-hmm. And, you know, be yourself, open your mind. So I come to the Elliott School. Here we are. And um, I find video. So I'm like, hey, what is this video, videography? What does it entail? I love movies. I love creating shorts. I love just... Getting behind the camera, you know, mm-hmm. creating that shot or creating that video. And that's really what got me in here. Taking these classes, um, learning each year, um, getting new equipment, learning different aspects, not just the video side, audio, photography. And good thing that I was that I learned one thing I learned from your class was um actually being in a room setting up an actual interview. Mm-hmm what it took to do that and you're just thinking okay it only takes these short amount of steps no you have to take really long steps you have to take your time and you have to make sure things are working so it takes a team it also takes a little bit of knowledge about what the subject is but you learn that with anything so um with podcasting or you know you get better with each episode you get better just doing things but this really helped me decide what i wanted to do the elliott school pushed me from what my creativity was to something I could see myself in years to come and also continue my career in video or whatever else that brings. Yeah. But really, it's it's just who I am. You know, I love anime. I love, you know, I'm a nerd about all type of things, (laughs) video games. But I think all of it really relates back to video. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, what if I want to create that someday? Well, I have the resources now and the knowledge, so... And you're doing it. And I'm doing it, and why not? Yeah. That's right. So so you said you started out want, being interested in sport management. Did mm-hmm. you actually pursue that as a degree path for a time and then switch majors? That's right. Really? Um, oh, yeah. And I never knock people for coming to college and trying their first major. You know, oh, yeah. It doesn't always work out, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. So I had to figure it out, and I said, you know, I don't want to continue doing this. Be miserable. So I decided, you know, let's go to something in the same field but different. And I found this, and it has been my baby ever since. You and know, I'm glad you said that because there, I think there is sometimes a stigma against, you know, you have to know when you're 18, when you come in, mm-hmm. you have to stick with it. And really, I would much rather a student switch out, even if even if they've been in a program for a few years, if they don't like it, 
switch out as opposed to invest all that time and money and finish in something you don't like. And we see that a lot for whatever reason. We see that a lot with communication, that many of our students, myself included, fall into communication after trying something else. Yes. You know, I mean, I switched majors two times and I switched schools one time. So um, it took a while to get here. And then what I tend to hear and what I heard from you and what I said myself and I've heard from many other students is once you get here, mm-hmm. you feel you feel home, right? Things yes. fit right. And and for everyone, that might not be the Elliott School. But I think for, for everyone, there is a place that feels like home. And I don't think you should stop until you find it. You know, I mean, imagine if you'd said, no, I said sport management. This is what I'm supposed to do. I committed to this, right? Because mm-hmm. we're taught, like, don't quit, don't whatever. I would guess you wouldn't be as happy now. I mean, I could be wrong. You no, know? that sounds right because, you know, you get into a situation and you know automatically. Like, it takes some time, but you're like, okay, I'm not happy. Mm-hmm. So it's like you said, you want to come somewhere that's home. And when you think of home, you think of a loving environment, somewhere you can learn, mm-hmm. make mistakes. Yes. And then continue to learn from those mistakes. 100%. And I'm also glad you said the mistakes because that's another oh, part yes. of it, right? Oh, Failure yes. is part of growth. It's a hugely mm-hmm. important part of growth. It sure is. So that's uh, that brings me to my next kind of point is I've, I said you were a videographer, which is true. And I would say that that seems to be your kind of bread and butter. Mm-hmm. But you have ventured out into a lot of other areas. Yes. Uh, things that I know I didn't teach you. So you've obviously <laughs> kept growing and learning as you've gone on. So tell me about that process. How do you add it? How did you add in things like photography and mm-hmm. drone work and all of those other things? Why did you how did you and how's it been going? <laughs> yes. So it all starts with, okay, I'm a videographer. So if someone's asking me or someone wants something done, never say no. Because, and you know, you have to be be careful though, but never say no, but also learn about what else comes with your job or whatever it is you're doing. So videography, someone could ask you to do photography mm-hmm. and you may be new to the aspects or everything with it, but Mostly you have the equipment you need. You just need to find that direction right. and continue to grow on that. So people would ask me for things. I would go and learn how to do those things and then apply it when I was ready. Mm-hmm. So that way if someone came to me, and you never know, you might get your biggest opportunity not just in your videography or photography. Someone could might, someone might want you to live stream for them, and that could be your bread and butter. So it Absolutely. doesn't just don't um, box yourself in. As I like to say, be international with your with yourself. Like, spread out your talents. Don't stop. Keep learning. Mm-hmm. And um, having good mentors and having people behind you really help you do that because it doesn't just make you – it makes you stand out. Yeah. Let's just say. And gives you confidence and it gives you that ability that, you know what, I can conquer this, whatever it is. Yeah. So, yeah, venturing out and doing this. And recently I've done headshots. I've never really – you know, photography, I don't really do photography, but I've learned so much that now I feel comfortable enough that mm-hmm. I can add it with my videography. I would say with what I've seen, you do photography now. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know that you can even say I don't really do it because I your headshots are good. Oh, yeah. I've Thank been you. really impressed with them. Yes. I, when I need another set of headshots, I know who I'll be calling. That's for right. sure. <laughs> I got you. So, so let's do uh, one differentiator because most people listening won't know this. I do know mm-hmm. this, but you have kind of your your standard day job mm-hmm. and then you also have your own production company chase me if you can productions yes. and so can you tell us about those two worlds obviously they're very similar yes. but in a lot of ways also very different mm-hmm. 
So my jobs, they are similar a lot of ways. Um, at my current job, I'm at Bethel College right now. I run their social media. That includes everything, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, you name it. All of them. All of them. So I am also a content creator. So if they need a video created, they're going to ask me. If they need a photo shoot done, they're going to ask me. So that kind of helped me um, build my business as well because I did my business on the side. I still do. And what I've learned from both is education is what I'm in Mm -hmm. at Bethel. Bethel is a college, a Mennonite college, so they want their videos a certain way. I had to learn, you know, to differentiate how is my videos going to, you know, I don't want it to look like Bethel, but I want it to continue to look like Chase Me If You Can. So how do I keep that difference? Right. Build the style, basically. Build the style. And I think as Bethel has also helped me, I would say, um, as ex- for exposure, it's helped me get different people to see, oh, he does this. Oh, do you also do this on the side? So it really kind of helped balance out and help grow my business. Um, it really comes down to, you know, I want Chase Me If You Can to succeed, but I also love my job at Bethel. Right. So, you know, eventually, and everyone wants to work for themselves, right? You want to just start and do your own thing. So I think I'm getting to a point where Chase Me If You Can is becoming um, where I want it to, but also grow to make it into a team. Mm-hmm. Because as we all know, being a solopreneur is what I like to say, sometimes can be tough, but you figure out ways to continue to push yourself, market yourself, and get to that point. And just like the podcast Create Space, you've pushed yourself each episode, you're learning, and you're knowing, okay, this is what I need to ask, this is what I shouldn't ask. And it's interesting. Yeah. So I think it's the balance between it is good. There are some differences. I have more freedom with Chase Me If You Can. Of course. Um, compared to Bethel. Yeah. You know, it's it's interesting hearing you talk about that because I have a very similar starting story in that one of my very first jobs out of college was at K-State. Yes. And I was a videographer there. So I was 22 at the time Mm -hmm. and um, was a videographer for their college of education. Mm -hmm. And I was surrounded by people who they, I wasn't actually surrounded by other videographers, but I was surrounded by other creatives and also just other people who were very willing to support and mentor a 22 year old (laughs) um, and, and help me find the resources that I needed to grow. Mm -hmm. Um, And while I was there, I also started kind of doing my own uh, freelance type of stuff as well. And through the job at K-State, I got not my first wedding client, but Mm -hmm. one, a couple of my newer uh, wedding clients. I shot some weddings uh, one of which was the daughter of someone that I worked with. Yes. Um, and then she told like somebody else that worked at the college and, mm-hmm. you know, worked with them. And then I also remember there was a uh, professor for the design college, like mm-hmm. the fashion designer, or, or I can't remember what that major is called, but something like that. Anyways, they had me go and shoot a fashion show um, oh. at a local uh, bar. And it was amazing. It and is. it was like so nothing I'd ever done and mm-hmm. so different than the types of videos I've been making. But I thought I think it was cool. I think I'm I'm going to make a sweeping generalization here, but I'm going to I'm going to make it. I think it's fair. When you work at an educational institution, mm-hmm. I think you tend to find bosses and colleagues that are so supportive of not just you doing what you're supposed to be doing to get your paycheck, but also saying what else do you want for the rest of your life there it and is. helping you get there? Because I saw that at K-State. I absolutely saw that when I was in admissions here mm-hmm. um, and a thousand percent see that here at the Elliott School. They're always, you know, Dr. Jarman's always asking me what I want. And so I feel like that's what, like, I'm seeing me 
a little more than 10 years ago with with Bethel being able to support mm-hmm. you and say you're doing an amazing job. But what else do you want? How can we support you and chase me if you can? Um, and I think that's you seem to have hit a really nice balance right now of mm-hmm. being able to do both yes. and learn from both and grow from both. Yes. And I just love, you know, and like you said, that that is perfect because when you do put yourselves in these situations, like you were doing videography for K-State, somebody's going to see you. Right. I mean, you may feel like it's a waste of time or you may feel like, you know, this is this is taking too long, but somebody will see your work. Mm-hmm. I guarantee. But you have to keep making it. Yeah. Or else no one will see it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And and you have to make stuff that, you know, I, I will admit I'm not super proud of everything I made oh, in yeah. the beginning. Like oh, you yeah. have to make bad stuff, it's, you know, yeah. for lack of a better way of describing it. That's 100 percent. But, you you know, you learn and you didn't quit. Mm-hmm. And that's why you are in the position you're in. So, yeah. you know, keep going. You know, and I hope, I mean, the term bad stuff, right, is all perspective. Yeah. Because in reality, if I go back and listen to these podcast episodes in, say, five, ten years, I hope that I think that they're somewhat, quote unquote, bad. Because if I think that they're amazing in ten years, that means I haven't grown in ten years, mm-hmm. right? That's true. You know, I mean, I think there's still some value to them, of course. But I think anytime you look back at what you have done, mm-hmm. if you've grown you're going to say, oh, well, look how much different I am now. Look how much better, you know, yes. or or whatever. Maybe that's a bigger conversation and we need to stop attaching, you know, a better, a worse, and just say, this is the beginning. This is the middle. This is the next step. There it is. Maybe that's where we need to go. I think so. That's a good roadmap. I think so. It probably it, is. It makes you feel more comfortable. Like, okay, it's not a dead end. Like, right. You know, there's always more room to improve or do something. Yeah. And with that, it comes your passion, and then you start loving something, and it doesn't become a job. It becomes a hobby. Yeah, a hobby that you can hopefully get some money for and there support it is. yourself with. And mm-hmm. So let's let's go back to you said, you know, that you never say no. Yes. And, and you know, as the instructor who has seen a lot of students fall into sometimes a trap of saying yes to things they shouldn't, yes. I would only ad- I would only amend that by saying yes. never say no out of fear. There it I is. I think sometimes you can say no if someone's not recognizing your value, if mm-hmm. someone's not, you know, whatever. But I totally get where you were headed with that. So mm-hmm. in and I've seen that with you um, is that you have taken on opportunities where I go, wow, what in the world? How did he even hear about that? How did he even learn how to do that? So tell me about. Some of your, let's say, one or two of your most like interesting things that you've fallen into, mm-hmm. where you thought to yourself, "There's no way I can do this. I don't know that I should say yes to this." And then you did. Yes. Tell me about those. So it is a company here in Wichita, actually. It's um, Chin Med. It's the dedicated senior center. It's on Thirteenth and Grove. Oh, okay. I've never even heard of that one. And I didn't know about them. Um, I'm actually in this business group. It's called Weba, uh, Wichita oh, okay. Independent Business Association. Small businesses basically network with each other to build their pro or to build their clientele, and that's what it is. And it's a great program. I think if anyone's interested in joining, um, it's two hundred and fifty dollars a year, and you get to meet so many different entrepreneurs. That's not bad so at all. I think it's great. And like they say, you have to network. Network is better. Mm-hmm. That's your net worth. Your network is your net worth. So you have to learn that. Um, I found Chin Med through um, Weba. So they're like, hey, we needed this shoot done. Basically, it's a whole day shoot. You're going to be shooting for about five hours, editing on site, and we'll have to get it all done before the end of the day. And I'm a one-man army. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? I was, and you know, there's times I'm like, I don't know if I can do this. But I also said, you know what? Why not? You know, 
I have everything, all the knowledge up until now. This is just going to build my clientele. It's also going to build my skills and my confidence. Mm-hmm. And like you said, fear, it holds us back. Oh, my goodness. 100%. 100%. I've had it. Everyone has fear in something. doesn't matter what it is. But taking that step past that fear, I said, you know what? Let me go ahead and try it. Let me give it a shot. I get in there. I do the job. You know, it was grueling, you know, shooting for five hours, editing and all that stuff. But I got it done. And they actually loved the ending results. That's great. Yes. And it was, I'm not sure where they're playing the commercial yet, but um, I know they said they're going to put it on major networks. I'm not sure when. Oh, my gosh. That's so cool. So hopefully we see it out there, dedicated uh, senior center yeah. and Chin Med. Um, we'll see those commercials. But that really gave me confidence. When you do those jobs and it's like, you have to make sure you do it the way they want it. This mm-hmm. is a medical center. You have to be careful of HIPAA and all this other stuff. So just filming that and learning the process and actually working with somebody from the company of how they want this shot, how they want this edited. So it was big experience, but it is well worth it. Once you're past that fear, you're like, what's next? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, Like you said, what is next? Yeah. So, so what in that experience... Um, you know, because every shoot you go into mm-hmm. is different. Every client is different. So mm-hmm. this sounds like it was a relatively organized shoot. Tell me about in terms of creative freedom. Did mm-hmm. you have much of it? Were you following basically a director? Were you planning your own shots? Was there a script? Like, tell me mm-hmm. about the details of that. Yeah. So they come basically with a script, how they want the whole day filmed. Okay. So um, it was actually their ribbon cutting um, chin meds that day. So it was going to be a huge event. The mayor's going to be there, um, the chief of the police. I mean, a lot of people yeah. that you would know. Brandon Johnson. I mean, it's a whole bunch of people there that are watching and wanting to see this happen. And my job is to capture everything. So they have this list of what they want, um, where they want me to shoot and film. I did have some creative um, – I had some creativity, um, freedom, I should say, because they did let me get my own B-roll, which, oh, okay. was, which was good. He did say they wanted some type of B-roll here and there, but – most of the time it was me um, going out and just finding those shots of people smiling, you know, talking mm-hmm. um, and, you know, just making sure to get the whole center and how special this whole day is because it was. And then, um, yeah, just setting up everything, getting good audio, which I and once again, if you haven't taken a class like in audio, visual, I really suggest you do because I learned a lot from my teacher, Jessica. <laughs> And that's when those, you know, those instances come up. You're like, oh, my goodness, I can go back to when I learned this. Right. And then put it to this and learn um, and learn to advance this to a point where, I, you know what, I got this. Yeah. I can do this. And I think it's just, um, it just comes to, you know, stay out there, listen to people. You know, you make mistakes, but make sure that you give it your all. You have to because they'll see that and. When they give you that freedom for whatever it is, use it, but also create something so that they can come back to you and be like, hey, what'd you do here? Or, you know, how'd you do that? Right. So, yeah, it was very organized, but also very fun at the same time. I bet it was, yeah, tiring, but just a great experience. Oh, yes. <laughs> long days. And you days. said they wanted you to, you had to edit that same day? Same day. And we all know how long footage is. Oh, Because yeah. they had to get it out to their program by a certain time. So I'm like, okay. Let me sit down. Let me get. And he's, you know, right by me watching me edit. So he's like, can we do this? Can we do that? That's so intimidating. And that's why I'm like, you know what? You got to go through those things in order to, you know, 
Show your true potential. Good for you. And I did it. And I was like, you know what? Don't shy away. Yeah. Don't shy away because you might regret it. Oh, absolutely. Later down the road. So do it. And, you know, I mean, let's let's say that you tried it and it was a terrible experience and it went uh, yes. downhill. Then then what have you lost? One day of there your time, is. right? Mm-hmm. And maybe it was a really bad day and you, what have you learned? Well, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Yep. You know, but if you didn't do it, then what have you lost? This huge potential opportunity. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. That's an amazing story. What else you got for me? What other weird or interesting or intimidating situations have you put yourself in? Yeah. So I um. Let's see here. I actually did. <laughs> it was my first. Well, not first. So this kid, he basically he's he's at Bethel actually. So they're like, hey, do you do video? I'm like, I do video. You know, we can do this. He's graduating. I'm like, cool. That's good. He's like, I want you to create this video. So he shows me this video of what he wants, and I'm like, I've never seen this before. So it's like he's going around campus, you know, showing everything that he's done throughout his four years. He's an athlete. You know, he does this, his scholars, his work, everything. And he's like, okay, Chase, how am I going to, how are you going to shoot this? And we need this done. It's like the timelines for me. People want things done quick. Yeah, they always, no one knows how long this stuff takes. (laughs) No one knows except those of us who do it. That's right. So you're just, you know, reliving the moment and basically sitting at your computer. Yeah. But um, I had to basically come up with something within a day about what I wanted to shoot. Um, we did locations on Bethel. Um, I did to four different songs, basically. It's basically showing how happy he is, different places he hung out of campus with this music playing underneath. And, you know, it took a little bit. We fumbled a little, you know, made some mistakes. But the ending result was he was happy. That's awesome. He loved the video. He said, Chase, I can't believe you did this or came up with this. I had no idea where it was going. And I'm saying, you know, people, and you can probably relate to this, Jessica, people are going to come to you with ideas. Mm -hmm. And they're going to want you to have an idea, regardless of what it is. I deal with it with photo shoots. I deal with it with everything. But it also helps you think. Yeah. Stay on your feet. Like, what can I do um, now to create or to make their vision? And that's, that's my whole theme of Chase Me If You Can, bringing your vision to life. So what does that look for you? Right. What does that look like? And I want the I want the best for you. So I'm like, I'm gonna give you 100% customer service because at the end of the day, it's still a business. You have to treat people, you know, with respect, and to let them know you are invested in their project as much as they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting talking about inspiration, uh, things that people bring to you as inspiration or ideas that they bring to you. Yes. And this is something that I talk about in some of my classes is that. What clients will bring to you will almost always Mm -hmm. be high budget commercials, movies, trailers, (laughs) you know, because why? Because it's things they find on the Internet and Mm -hmm. that's what's on the Internet. Now, they know that they don't have a budget of one hundred thousand dollars. They know that they know that you're not the person that can make something that's one hundred thousand dollars. So I think sometimes what what catches people is they say, oh, well, if that's your inspiration, I can't make that. Mm-hmm. You know, but I think what happens or what's important, to, what the conversation that's important to have, and it sounds like this is the conversation you had with with him as a client, yes. is what do you like about this inspiration piece? You know, it, it's not the fact that they used a giant, you know, jib arm and a Hollywood set. Mm-hmm. You like the emotion that it evokes or you like the stylistic components that they put in there. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like you were able to take that inspo piece and listen to him and say, this is what I 
want to feel when I watch my final video and create something that did that for him. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I'm really glad you brought up that example because I just watched that because this is one you just finished, right? Recently? Yes. Okay. I saw it posted on your social media and I watched it Mm -hmm. and I was like, what a cool concept because Mm -hmm. essentially, I mean, for decades, we've been taking graduation photos, right? Oh, yeah. Senior photos, graduation photos, all of those types of things. Mm -hmm. You don't see graduation highlight reels, you know? Um, I mean, you might see some, you know, graduation Instagram reels or TikToks or whatever from Mm -hmm. someone's phone, but this was a polished, multiple locations, setup, professional video, and it reminded me of kind of what we do with like a wedding highlight reel, but for another life event. There it is. And I found myself thinking like, ooh, Chase, this is cool. Like, (laughs) I mean, use that Mm -hmm. and show that to other graduates. And I can think of like 10 people in the Elliott School who would say, I would love to have something like that. Yep. You know, and all of a sudden by taking on this one, you know, this one student's vision, Mm -hmm. you might have another niche area for yourself that nobody's done before. Yes. Because I've really never seen anyone do anything like that. And that's what we were aiming for. I'm like, you know, I've only seen the video he showed me, but don't don't box yourself in. Right. I'm telling you, you got to get out there and you will get you will land in the things you never thought. And it might be the best thing you ever made. Absolutely. I'm telling you. I was really impressed with that video. Yes. And thank what you. a cool keepsake for him to have. And the fact that he was able to watch it and say, yes, this is what I wanted. Yes. Like, that's amazing to me. Oh, yeah. Oh, OK. So let's let's move on a little bit. So um, first of all, let's get into something fun, which is I have to ask about your personal life because I know yes. <laughs> you are a brand new husband. I am. <laughs> Tell, you just got married a couple of months ago. I did. Tell me about that. Tell oh, me about my. married life. Married life is great. Planning a wedding, stressful. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you, but it is worth it. Um, you know, I've known my wife. Wow. We've known each other since we were like eight years old. We went no to the way. same church. Yes. That's incredible. And we, I wouldn't say, well, recently, about four years ago, came back to each other, you know, start dating and, um, you know, decided to get married because we loved each other and that's why people get married, right? <laughs> that's typically the reason. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we've been having a really good time. We've been married for two months now. Um, the journey was, it was crazy to get there. She's helped me get through life, you know, um, encouraging me with my business, giving me hints, um, giving me her insight, which has really helped me. And um, I think it's just that teamwork that you build together throughout yeah. the years and as you continue to grow. And I know we're fresh. Um, we're newlywed, but I feel like we're really going to have a good future together um, wherever it takes us. I love that. Yes. And she is a lawyer, so... Yeah, let's talk about that, because <laughs> oh, I, I don't know that I've ever... I, I know lawyers, mm-hmm. but the lawyers that I know have married other lawyers. Yeah. So what is it like having a creative and a lawyer? I mean, that's oh, got to be different. Yes, so she is more... I'm more of like, oh, I want to do this, I want to do this, I'm creative here. She's like, well, what can you do? What's the bottom line? You uh-huh. know? She grounds you she a little gra- bit. Oh, she grounds me. She tells me, you know, this is a good idea. Maybe we should do something else. You know, it really is a good balance, because... You know, I'm more bubbly, exciting. I'm not saying she's not exciting, but, you know, she gets down to business. She likes to have fun, but she also knows, you know, we want to do this eventually in our life. So we have to continue to grow now and work on these things, whatever it is in our relationship or in our business, our lives, anything like that. Build the foundation. Build the foundation. Absolutely. Yes. And oh, my goodness. It was the wedding was amazing. Um, The pictures were beautiful. You guys were 
amazing. I mean, she's gorgeous. Thank you. You look so good. You guys, uh, I've, yes. never met, I've never had the privilege of meeting her, but it seems like the teamwork and just the partnership that you two have, mm-hmm. it seems amazing. And obviously, I, it's you shouldn't judge on social media, oh, but yeah. um, it's, it's cool watching. You can tell she's in your corner, and you can oh, tell yeah. that you are the same for her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we put the work in every day. You know, we did things before uh, marriage to— get to the point where we're at, you know, premarital counseling, all this stuff. Yeah. But we really, and it depends on if whoever you love or like, you know, depends on you, you know, do you want to commit to this person? Yeah. And I decided I'm going to commit, you know, I'm in a good spot. So, good for you. That's amazing. Yeah. I love seeing, I mean, people who were my students and then growing up and getting married. Like, <laughs> I mean, you remember Connor? Yes. Uh, friend, I got to uh, take pictures of his proposal. Oh, um, wow. Which he's married now, too. That's been a while ago. But um, Oh, yes. But it's just fun getting to be a part of you guys growing up into your lives, into like adulthood and all of that. It's amazing. <laughs> yes. Well, congratulations on that. That's that's so cool. Um, thank I've been excited you. to actually get to tell you congratulations in person. Yes. Um, no, thank you. And who did do your guys' wedding photography? Because it is awesome. Oh, yeah. So it was someone that her brother knew. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, she does. She specializes in um, family and wedding photography. Okay. So it was just, she was on point. She did everything right, you know, getting the shots here and there and you know, I, I've done some weddings, so I'm like, okay, let me make sure she's doing it. <laughs> but uh-huh. no, she was on it. So um, I think it's called um, Aim G Photo. Oh, okay. Aim G, A I M G, and then period P H O T O. Okay. Well, I'll find a link for that and stick it in the show notes in case anybody else is looking. Oh, yeah. So did you also have uh, a videographer at your wedding, or did you just I did. do photos? Yeah. Yes. And um, he showed us the video, and oh, my goodness, it was amazing. Yeah? Yep. The highlight, as you said, the highlight video. Wow. Is it? Or I, don't, I think I might have missed that. Is it on nope. social media? Or no? I'm still trying to figure out how to download it so I can share it because <laughs> gotcha. I have not had time to share it. But um, once I get all that stuff, then I'll share it out there so people can see. You got a whole lifetime, right? You're share right. All that stuff. <laughs> yes. But it was, yeah, he did good and, you know, got our personal testimonies and all that stuff and just the ambiance of everything. Oh, so, my gosh. Yeah. I know that it's, it's interesting bringing someone else in to such an, an intimate moment, an intimate day to do something that you normally do, mm-hmm. right? But like, because I remember having this conversation before my own wedding, which was like, okay, I can't videotape my own wedding. Like, exactly. I guess I could put a GoPro on my head, but then none <laughs> of the pictures would be of me, you know? And, and you can't do that. And what I remember what I had ended up doing was um, my boss and colleague from my first internship in college, mm-hmm. um, I hadn't been in contact with them, with them for a, a couple of years, but I called them back up and asked if they could videotape. And they did, and they just gave me all the raw footage and let me edit everything the way I wanted to. Oh, yes. Which I will say was an amazing experience that I loved, but also, like, (laughs) so funny because I was so darn emotional trying to edit it. Yes. So I'm sitting there just, like, bawling my eyes out trying to edit my own wedding video. And I said you had all the time in the world, and I'm remembering back to, I think it was at least eight or ten months before I finally edited our wedding video. (laughs) Yeah. Because it took so much out of me, and I thought, maybe I should have just paid someone to do this. I don't know. But it was kind of a mix of both worlds uh, for Mm -hmm. me of getting the creative freedom to do what I wanted with the footage, but Mm -hmm. also having a professional come in and capture the moments that obviously I just wanted to live. Yes. Um, So I I feel you on the thinking, okay, I wish I I almost wish I could just do this myself, Mm -hmm. but you got to. You gotta let it go you, and live your moment and let them capture it. That's right. They'll do good. You gotta <laughs> <Yes>. have faith. 
Well, I can't wait to see it. As soon as it's up, I will. I, I'm your biggest hype person when stuff no, comes out. No, thank you, and I appreciate the support. <laughs> yes. So speaking of uh, social media, because again, you know, I mean, I've I've seen you one or two times since you graduated, but not mm-hmm. that often. I mean, most of the way I keep up with you is via the stuff that you're putting on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, which I mentioned earlier, I think that you do such a great job of. And yeah. the thing that I'm very impressed by is your consistency mm-hmm. of I always know there's going to be something that's like, you know, a good morning, go get them, have a good day, yes. something like that, or a graphic or um, some photos that you've done. Mm-hmm. So tell me, do you just post organically when you feel like it? Do you have like a schedule? Mm-hmm. Do you How does all that work? So I... Through all of my, like, jobs that I do, I'll always make sure to get something out there. Like, if it's a photo, a video clip of the event I was at. And those I use for promotion. So if I did something maybe, let's say, Friday and I edited it by Saturday, I'll have that ready by Monday. Mm -hmm. And then, let's say, you know, this week wasn't as busy. I need to, you know, get some traction going. I just come up with it in my head of what I want. Um, I use a lot of, uh, and there's different um, tools you can use. Um, I'm getting more into TikTok and stuff. So I use, um, well, Canva has been really big. People sure. use Canva. I use, um, I think it was a, it's Adobe Express. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't tried that, but I've yeah. heard a lot of people that use it. Yes, and those help me um, kind of get my vision to where I want it. And one thing that, one thing I've learned about posting on social media, people want to see, like, what you do. Mm-hmm. And when I say what you do, like, okay, I took a picture. They see the picture. But sometimes I'm like, and I just posted not too long ago, oh, doing some headshots. I showed the light I set up. I showed the background. Yeah. I showed the flash on my camera. And um, eventually I'm getting more and more into this is what I do. Um, people are more inclined to actually contact you when they see the process. Because not a lot of people see what all you have to do. Like, Oh, you're just coming and you're just filming. Yeah. Or like... um. Um, my gimbal, for for instance, if you show up with a gimbal and a camera, you're going to look way more professional. 100%. I'm just, I'm not lying. <laughs> yeah. And if someone's like, hey, well, is this going to, and I've gotten this before, is it going to be shaky? I'm like, no. That's On the a, point. <laughs> that's the point. Like, this is what it's used for. So finding out those things and using those things to your advantage and just trying to be confident with it and using it um, with whatever your show, photo shoot, whatever it is that you're doing. So it really helps. That's a great point, honestly, that I don't know that I'd completely thought of. But, you know, earlier we were joking about the fact that that people not in the industry don't necessarily know what goes into creating and Mm -hmm. how much time it takes and how much effort and knowledge and all of that. But you have taken instead of just me making a joke about it over here, you've said, oh, you know what? Maybe I can fix that. Maybe I can show the behind the scenes. Maybe I can show the knowledge and the expertise and the time yes. that I could invest in their project. Yep. And maybe that would help beyond seeing a pretty photo that you took and saying, okay, well, he probably just comes in with his iPhone and snaps that, right? Like, that's all that there is to that. Yes, I'm telling you. And people will say that to you. So when you come prepared, um, they think different. Yes. And I hate to say that, but that's just what it is. Yeah. Um, and I've showed up to video shoots and I'm like, and some people have given me, this is my earlier days, like, hey, you might, you might want to do this. You might want to. Like, you're right, you know, come prepared so that you won't have to deal with that. But, um, yeah, it's planning your social media. I plan posts, but sometimes I wake up that morning and I just do it that morning. Just depends. Just depends on how I'm feeling or what I'm trying to get across, what message it is. And um, 
trending with what's going on in the world. And, you know, people use, um, what is it, templates for like, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard of CapCut, but people use that for like yeah. TikTok and stuff. And they're like, oh, let me use this template, you know, because it's trending and put my work into that and show them what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So it's just, you know, going with whatever's happening. And like we know, social media is unpredictable. But if you continue to follow it and you post and you like, you're intentional about your post, people will see that. And if they don't, that's okay. You could have any of your posts be seen. Just right. create content that's interesting. And valuable. And valuable right. and to you. And don't doesn't matter what others think. Just make sure it is to you. And once you figure that out and you fall and you're like, okay, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'll do this, you know. Right. Figuring out those little steps to get you um, where you want and to get the recognition. Yeah. And network with everybody, you know. It doesn't matter who it is. It's just if they're needing this or if you're trying to get into this industry, talk to somebody. Join business groups. Join, you know, maybe a group gets together every Wednesday and, you know, eats together. Like, yeah. Just do that stuff and it'll help you. And you could get other social media tips from other social media people that are in that group. Because, I mean, I, some people hire that out. And I get that. That's fine because that's not your strong suit. And I'm a firm believer of hire something out if you're not good at it. Right. Or if you don't want to do it or, if or you don't, don't, don't do have it. time or whatever. Yeah. So, um, but for the most part, give it a try first. Yeah. Before you... You go into that because you could be really good at it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, you know, from a pragmatic standpoint, you may not have the money to hire everything out. So <laughs> in the beginning, you may have to do everything for yourself. Yep. And then as you build, perhaps you could start to leverage other people, you know, maybe a little bit more. That's really that's really fascinating because, yeah, I would say, you know, in your time in the Elliott School, I don't know that you necessarily learned how to run social media. I mean, I think you mm-hmm. learned transferable skills that probably helped you build that, but mm-hmm. we didn't have a class about TikTok, right? Because it, yep. it wasn't it wasn't here. It wasn't. <laughs> it didn't exist. So yes. you had to grow and learn yourself. Here's a question that you may or may not know the answer to. You were uh-huh. talking about kind of the trending templates and stuff on CapCut. Yes. So I have heard of CapCut. I even downloaded it. I haven't actually used it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I know as far as like social media algorithms go and all of that, that mm-hmm. using trending audio on TikTok can mm-hmm. really help get things seen more. Yes. Is that the same for CapCut like templates? Like if you use a trending template, does that help increase views? Yeah. So depending and it always happens on my social media, they'll just pop up with something um, that's trending. So it could be just a photo turning into a newer photo or uh-huh. a raw photo compared to a edited photo. And they'll have these templates. They'll have, like, the music that's under there and how they'll show you, like, what's trending, what's not. Uh, typically, sounds do trend because people remember sounds more than anything. Sure. With videos or whatever it is. But it just depends on what kind of um, what kind of thing you're looking for, content. So you could be doing videography or you could be like, oh, I just want to show off pictures of my cars or I want to just, you know, I'm doing a podcast, but I'm cutting out certain points. Mm-hmm. I'm using auto captions. It's just small things that can help enhance your videos. Yeah. If you are a single, um, if you're a solopreneur or if you're doing things all on your own, it helps you build your business and find, kind of stay within the the trends because I haven't kept up with everything, um, but I do check in every once in a while to make sure that I'm at least knowing what's out there and what to put out there to get traction. It can be hard because they change quickly. (laughs) Yes, they do. Staying on top of it at least somewhat. Is yeah. important, and I'm honestly I'm loving this part of the conversation with you because, in all transparency, that is definitely 
not a strong suit of mine is mm-hmm. like the distribution part. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of always been this way as I love making the thing, right? Oh, and then yeah. once I've made the thing, then I'm like, okay, cool. Put it put it somewhere if you want, distribute it, whatever. Mm-hmm. Maybe people will see it, maybe they won't. But the distribution part and the marketing part has, has mm, I don't know if I'm not good at it, but I definitely don't enjoy the research and investing in that part. Yep. And I've seen that even with my podcast and I have found myself thinking like, I need to start, you know, chunking up more quotes from this and getting them out on social media. Mm-hmm. I need to start doing more reels like what you did for Kyle and mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, and I'm also balancing that with this is a hobby. I'm trying not yes. to stress myself out. I'm trying to do what's fun, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and I guess I am hopeful that maybe as time goes on, I'll slowly start to build into that. Mm-hmm. But as I'm doing that, I'm looking to accounts like yours yes. of seeing and going, okay, how is he managing this? Because I know you're busy. You have a full <laughs> eight to five job. Yes. So you're managing to do that. So I don't think time is my problem. I think it's more maybe organization or maybe mm-hmm. just knowing the process. So I'm learning a lot from you and okay. I love watching the stuff that you put up because, um, it's just, it is interesting how everyone has different strengths mm-hmm. and different things. Was that hard for you actually to move into that marketing part? Uh, it was because, you know, I always posted my good mornings or whatever it was just to be, you know, happy, make sure people had a good day and spread positivity. Yeah. Just be present. Just be present. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I have a business. How do I market myself? And it's like, okay, put out your videos you have. I don't know what that looks like, what wordage or, you know, I don't know. I'm mm-hmm. just going to do it. And I did it. And it's like, ooh, that wasn't very good. So I'm like, oh, well, what can I do better next time? It was all trial and error. A lot of error, posting and trying new things like, oh, I'm Instagram, I'm post here. LinkedIn, I'm post here. Facebook here. And then you're like, oh, nothing's happening. So it was a, it was a learning process to be like, okay, what am I passionate about? And then what do I want people to see? And then I look at other people's posts, like, what are they posting? Like, how are they doing this? Yeah. And you see that and you're like, you don't completely want to do what they're doing. So you have to figure out a way that works for you within your schedule, within your lifestyle. And your post should also reflect your personality. Right. Of who you are. You just don't want to steal posts from people and do that. Even if you have a template from CapCut, edit that bad boy to make it. Like, this is what I want. Yeah. This speaks volume. Like, this shows who I am or my business. Whatever I'm selling, you know. Um, I think that's just getting into it and learning and falling and getting to that point where, you know what? I can make this happen. I can keep marketing. I can learn things on my own to enhance my uh, vision on social media, you know, or anywhere it is on social media. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's a delicate balance, I think. And I'm glad that you mentioned it is Mm -hmm. on the one hand, we're talking about learning and exploring and saying, okay, what's trending? What are people doing? What what do people like to see? So on the one hand, yes, it's bringing in inspiration from what other people are doing. But Mm -hmm. on the other hand, the second that your social media is only what other people are doing and and you're not in it anymore. Yep. People see that in inauthenticity. I don't know if that's a word. Uh, Unauthentic. Yeah. Whatever. You know what the word is. I know Dis- exactly. Disingenuous? Let's go with that. That's yeah, a real that works. Word. I don't know if the other ones were real <laughs> words. But, but you know, I think what I love about your Chase Me If You Can posts mm-hmm. is that I don't just see another production company. I see Chase's production company. Mm-hmm. And and I, I see your personality mm-hmm. and 
who you are come through. And that is something that no one else could do. Mm -hmm. Right. They can all do it for them, but no one else can do that for Chase. Mm -hmm. And so in a way, you have made yourself completely irreplaceable because what are people looking for? Not just a videographer. They're looking for a videographer like Chase Dempsey, who can do only what you can do. Mm -hmm. And that's such a special thing to be able to harness and portray to other people in a way that they connect with. Yes. And again, I think it's something that we're all learning and grappling with because in a sense, it's not just how do I uh, market myself, but mm -hmm. it's also like the deep philosophical question, who am I? Right. Yes. You yeah. have to do that internal work first. Yes. You know, so I don't know. I'm just that's so interesting to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it takes it takes time, you know, find find yourself, find who you are and stick with it. Yeah, because I mean, you're going to go through life. You're going to have ups and downs. You might find something you like. You might want to change careers. You might want to do whatever, but stay you. Yeah. And I think you'll be fine. I mean, I'm, I'm all right right now. Like I'm doing good so far. <laughs> I'm doing good so far. Yeah. Praise God. But, you know, just stay down and, you know, don't give up because you are worth something. You got to find it, though. Oh, I like that. You got to. That's yeah. the only way. And once you find it, no amount of fear or anything in the world can bring you down. Oh, goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. So let, let's talk about that for a minute, because I mm -hmm. mentioned earlier that one of the things that drew me to you is mm -hmm. your the fact that you tend to I, I don't want to say always, but mm -hmm. most of the time you seem positive. You yes. seem kind. You seem loving. You seem compassionate. Mm -hmm. uh, but I would be silly to think that you are always like that, right? Oh, so, yeah. Yes. So obviously you have hard emotions like everyone else does. So mm -hmm. my question, I guess, would be, how do you handle when mm -hmm. fear creeps in, when anger creeps in, when resentment creeps in, either about your um, your company, your organization, or your work, or any of that? How do you handle that within yourself? And then how do you keep from letting that bleed into your work because mm -hmm. it seems like it really doesn't like yes. I don't see it in your work okay. so how do you handle that well I always say um and anyone can do this look at where you started look at you know how you felt back when you first were getting started and everything was going and what you already had to deal with and you had nothing or you had you know whatever you did right and then wherever you are today look at that you have to be proud of yourself yeah because you made it out of something and, you know, everyone goes through different things, but maybe you were dealing with depression, anxiety, something was something was weighing you down and you didn't know what it was. We're always going to deal with things in life, you know, as you get older, like me, I'm married now. So I have have to make sure my wife is good. We got a house now. So I have to make sure the house is good. Right. It's just adding and you're always going to add more things onto your plate. But just remember that, you know, you got here for a reason. You worked hard to get here and bad things will happen. But remember, positivity will beat any of that because it, it and people tell you this, wake up in the morning with a smile, regardless if it's, you know, the day you'd be like, I have 20 meetings today. I don't feel well. Nothing's going to go well. Hey, you woke up. You won't be sick forever, will you? Right. You just it's rough patches. Yeah. It's like speed bumps in the road. Literally like, boom. Oh, my goodness. I was rolling. Now I'm not. Boom. But you have to continue to build that momentum. And it makes that impact of the speed bump not as bad because you know how to get over it now. Absolutely. Or you know how to ride that, you know, wherever. So just, and it's hard, but keep a positive attitude. Remember where you started and show yourself where you are now. Are you happy? If 
you're not change something. Yeah. Like, get to that happiness. So. So it sounds like gratitude really yes. is a big part. You know, and we all know that. I mean, our general like negativity bias, right, is mm-hmm. a, is a a research a researched um, theory that all of us tend to remember negativity more than we we remember positivity. Yes. And. You know, and I heard just the uh, just recently, I heard, I can't remember who I was talking to. Mm-hmm. We were talking about why maybe from like a primitive instinct perspective, why humans are like that. Mm-hmm. And and I don't know if this came just out of the person's brain or if it was actually researched. So don't take this for any facts. <laughs> but they were saying like maybe the reason our primitive brains are hardwired to remember negativity is because, you know, if you're a caveman, let's say, mm-hmm. and you're out foraging and you find like 10 beautiful flowers – that's really cool, but then right next door to those flowers, a saber-toothed tiger chases you. Mm-hmm. Like, what's more important to remember for your survival? That mm. those flowers were pretty and that that was a positive, happy moment for you? Or that mm. there's a freaking tiger that might eat you? <laughs> exactly. Right? Yes. So, so perhaps, because sometimes I get mad at myself, like, why am I focused on the negative? Mm-hmm. But maybe if we can think about, okay, they're like – that served a purpose at one time. Yes. You know, but then we can say to ourselves, okay, so does focusing on the negative right now, is that serving a purpose? Because maybe mm-hmm. it is. And if it is, okay, like you said, change that. If it's if you're focusing on it because it's affecting your well-being and your mm-hmm. relationships and your life, then focus on it and change it. But if it's not helping you, mm-hmm. then maybe we can say, thanks, primitive brain, but I'm all set now. I'm going to let that go. This isn't a tiger. This is a bad day. There it is. You know? It's a bad day. Right. It's a it's a speed bump. I love that you use that because speed bumps, mm-hmm. we all know you get over them. They you make do. you go, oh, I forgot that was there. I went over that a little too fast. Whoops. <laughs> and then you're over it and it's fine. And it's fine. And maybe you go over the next one a little slower <laughs> to avoid the repercussions of that. Because you learned. Right. Right. I'm thinking of myself in the East YMCA parking lot right now because I've done that very recently. <laughs> no, no. Those are tricky ones. Though. I know. Oh, I love that. I've I've wanted to ask you that because I do think it's it's – it's easy to look at someone who's happy all the time or positive all the time and say, man, things just must be easy for them, you know, um, yeah. or or whatever you might think. But I know that's not the case. So I was yeah. eager to talk to you about how do you get through the hard days? Because we all know you have them. Oh, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. just stay consistent. I love that. Yeah. So I, uh, I've talked to you for a long time. I won't keep you too much longer, I promise. But I was just thinking mm-hmm. back to... So let's see. You said your grad, you graduated in 2021, right? From yes. the grad program here. So it was 2019 to 21. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Okay. So as some background, I'm going to have you talk about this in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, your professional grad project that you did yes. was a documentary yes. about um, black men in leadership positions in the Wichita area. That's right. Right. Um, and I remember us talking about the topic that you wanted to do. And Mm -hmm. for the listeners, you know, for these professional projects, students get to pick any topic that they want. Mm -hmm. So you came to me and said, I think I would like to do something that talks about the the path or the journey Mm -hmm. of the African-American male specifically Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of pushing themselves into spaces where historically you haven't seen too many, right? Um, So what I would love to talk about is, one, mm-hmm. tell us a little, bit, a little bit about that experience of making that documentary. And two, mm-hmm. I would argue that now, you know, a few years after you've made that project, you are becoming one of those men. Oh, like, yeah. If somebody else made a documentary now about the same topic, yes. they could interview you, mm, right? Yes. So how does that feel? Mm-hmm. And 
have you learned anything about being an African-American man and moving in this space that you would offer to other young men trying to do the same thing you're doing? Yes, definitely. Um, I learned a lot from it. Um, the documentary, it taught me, you know, once again, to network with people yeah. that are close to you. I mean, that's first thing. What kind of connections do they have? How can they help me? And um, what can we do together? So interviewing each of these people, uh, and Kyle was actually one of them. Right. Yes, and it's crazy to see, you know. Um, and I've done some work for Kyle. And it's, you know, he's shown me, just going off of him, he's shown me how to give back. So he asked me to do some of his videos. Um, mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what, I can do it. And I'm like, wow, he, you know, I interviewed this guy, and he trusts my video work and able to show his brand or whatever he's trying to show. Um, and that really made me feel good. And it made me think, you know, I want to also be that for somebody, whoever it is, because I was scared doing videography. I didn't know what to do. Yep. Um, even when I was doing the documentary, I was like, I don't even know how I'm going to put this together. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, and you taught us this, um, Jessica, it was in interviews when you are interviewing someone or if you're doing that type of style, listen to them, you know, try to pull out the parts that are emotional that people can relate to yeah. and also like nuggets. Cause you know, people's attention spans aren't very long. So pull out things that, you know, that would benefit them, that would benefit you. Mm -hmm. And during this process, I learned and I listened to these men and I asked them, how did you get here? You know, how, did, what steps did you take? And a lot of them have to go through, you know, whatever it is, you know, um, it could be financial, it could be kids, it could be anything, but just extending yourself out there, being vulnerable um, with your business as well and doing a good job at what you do, letting people know that it doesn't end here. You can get into these areas. You just have to you have to just network yourself. And yeah. that's scary sometimes. Believe in yourself that you belong in that space. That you belong. And, you know, it'll help open up those doors for you because I never thought I'd be doing medical videos. Right. I mean, it's just, you know, all type of videos that I've done. I'm like, this has been amazing i thank god because i never thought i'd be here but it was just learning from that building that documentary helped me build kind of my business and like who i am today yeah. it was just another step like you said look at this is where you started now look where you're at mm -hmm. and now i'm like i'll go talk to whoever because i feel like i can give you um good insight on whatever it is you know if it's business life, just certain things because, you know, I'm going through it now. You continue to go through it. But as I say, life is what you make it and it's not over till it's over. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to remember, like you said, mm -hmm. Kyle was one of your interviewees for that documentary. Yes. Had Was that the first time that you had met him or did you know him prior to that project? I can't quite um, I knew him. I knew him a little bit. Um, gotcha. We had a class together. I remember that. And oh, right, because he was in the program. For he was in the okay. program. Yes, and I forgot that. we talked, and um, he said, you know, I see you do video, so can you help me out? And I was like, yeah. And the other guys I talked to, like um, Bryce Graham, he right. does something for, like, um, kids. It's Launchpad. He's over there on 13th. Um, it's between Hillside and Oliver. But oh, he does okay. the, sh the shock shop. The Shock Shop Barbershop. So he does Barbershop, and I interviewed oh, yeah, him. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Okay. Yep, yep. Yeah, man, I'll be like, you know, I wanted to get different aspects of uh, these guys and where they work in. So he worked with kids, and I'm like, that's not easy. But he's like, it's the work that you put into it and, you know, marketing yourself out there mm -hmm. and not being afraid, um, taking opportunities, going to meetings you wouldn't usually go to, gatherings, like getting into that space. Yeah. And then luckily I also talked to Brandon Johnson. So 
what's the political side look like? Like, what? how do you do your job? And how are things, how do you shape things? How do you manage your day, organize? You know, it just, all of them gave me great insight on who I can become. Yeah. Because I wasn't that person yet because I was learning. And I feel like I'm still becoming that person, but it's becoming easier because I kind of know where I'm going. Absolutely. If that makes, yeah. I love that you used that project as an opportunity to grow from a technical production editing standpoint, Mm -hmm. but also that you chose a topic that allowed you to grow in the sense of where am I going? What fears are holding me back? How can I learn from people who have tread this path before me? Mm -hmm. Uh, Those are my favorite. When when someone picks a topic that you can tell really means something to them Mm -hmm. and is something that's going to push them intellectually Mm -hmm. as well as the production and skill perspective, I think that creates the most fantastic projects. And I would argue that your spirit and your um, engagement with the topic was mm-hmm. was very much shown through in the final project. Yes. And if you'd chosen something that you didn't care about as much, that was maybe easier or safer or whatever, I think we would have seen that. You oh, know, yeah. it, it wouldn't mm-hmm. have been the same. Yes. And it is very cool. You talk about gratitude. It is very cool to see where you are now and, th- and literally think to yourself, if a 19, 20, 21-year-old, well, you're not much older than that, but okay, yeah. I'll stop it and let's say 19. <laughs> um, if they wanted to do something like what you did, mm-hmm. you you would be on their short list to call. That's crazy. <laughs> yes. It's it, so crazy. And that's what I'm hoping, you know. I love I love talking to people and giving advice. Yep. I'm like, you know, you got to give it back somehow. Yes. You can't do everything yourself. You can't keep everything tied in. You know, help somebody. Right. And then eventually they'll come back and help you. If all goes well, yeah. If all goes well, oh, yeah. <laughs> karma, I tell you. Yeah, and if they don't, karma and the universe, all that, y- y- it'll come back to you in some capacity. In some capacity, yeah. yes. Just remember that. But, yeah, stay true to you and just be ready. Yeah. You'll be blessed. <laughs> so what's been the hardest thing mm-hmm. for you since graduating, working the full-time job, making your own company? What do you feel like has challenged you the most or been the hardest yes. to push through? Um, I say the challenging thing was, so I, I've been at Bethel for two years now. So when I graduated, um, just with my bachelor's, I was lost, kind of didn't know what to do. Sure. And then um, I was asked to come back and do get, get my master's. So I did that. I would say what really helped me and the challenges I had was what job do I want? Right. I'm, you know, I do this like videography, like that's the name, but who really needs videography? I don't know anyone. Um, is there any jobs out there? Because I didn't want to work. I didn't want to work just a cubicle job. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I didn't want to just, you know, go here, work, you know, work at Coke, work somewhere like that. I wanted to do something that no one I really see is doing. And I was struggling with that. I was like, I really don't know what I want and what I can do with the skills I have. So coming back here to Wichita State helped because it showed me how to be more professional, how to actually get down to the problems of, okay, if this isn't working, then you can use this or you have this avenue. You have these type of people you can talk to. Maybe they know about something about it. So going through the program um, and going through all that, um, dating my, at the time, was my girlfriend, trying to maintain a balance at home, doing all that stuff, it really just helped me. Um, become the person I am because every day I tried to learn something different yeah. as in how do I adapt to the situation you know this and I always said to myself this is not where I want to end and even right now I'm at Bethel now but I am as they say don't always be satisfied right continue to want to grow 
So Bethel has helped me um, get to my career where I'm at because it's gotten me that professional background of going to do this, doing videos for the president of the college, doing like big time commercials for them and for ads for the Super Bowl, like all type of stuff. So the process, it was at first scary. I had no idea. But as I kept going, it became easier um, to see where I could be. And now to see where I'm at, I'm like, wow, this was this was a wake up call. But it also showed me the struggles you're going to go through. Mm -hmm. And I don't care who you are. I mean, you're going to struggle sometimes. And it's like, how do I get past this? I'm tired of struggling. Um, but just hanging, and it's always just hanging there, you know, show gratitude, empathy towards things people have because everyone has something going on. But I guarantee you if you show that to somebody, like I said, it's going to come back to you in some way. And you will learn from that experience. And then you'll just want to show people, oh, be vulnerable enough to be like, hey, I can help. You know, reach, reach out to me, talk to me. Because these are the things that I had to go through. Right. And it's always passing that down to somebody, you know, giving someone a chance. Yeah. And I think I got a chance and I'm trying to use it to the best of my ability. I would absolutely say that you are. Yeah, I'm trying to. You know, I I am fascinated by that, the way that you described that struggle, because it's a conversation that honestly, over the past month, I have had multiple times with multiple students because, mm-hmm. you know, as you know, we're, we just passed graduation. Yep. So I've had a lot of fresh students graduated, ready to enter the workforce for mm-hmm. the first time. And a, mm, I don't know that it's unique to our industry, but I think it's more emphasized or enhanced in our industry is mm-hmm. that uncertainty Yep. because it's not a very linear path. You know, if you go to get your degree in nursing, you're going to become a nurse. That's mm-hmm. a very direct A to B to C. With us, you can get a communication degree. And what do you see, you know, the phrasing on most job descriptions say something to the effect of uh, business, communications, marketing, or related degree, right? Mm -hmm. So it kind of comes down to, can you do it? Can you prove to us that you can do it? Can you prove to yourself that you can do it? If the answer to all of that is yes, dude, we'll take you. Like, that's cool. Yeah. Which is amazing and is a strong suit of our industry. However, it also creates this uncertainty in people. And I have seen it exactly what you just described. You graduate, you go, okay, I have the paper. I'm ready to do the thing, Mm -hmm. but I'm still not quite sure what the thing is. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Uh, And that's that's been a, a conversation that... I had with myself at 22. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, okay, older people that mentored me had with me, not no. like I just figured it out at 22. <laughs> but you know what I mean? A conversation yeah. that I had to reckon with at 22. And it's a conversation that I am now having with other new graduates of uncertainty is okay. It is completely okay to live in that. And in a certain sense, even in your periods of knowing what's going on, mm-hmm. you're still going to have a little bit of uncertainty and you may fall back into it. So. Yeah. I was just emailing with a student the other day who was kind of stressing out and saying, like, emotionally, I don't feel ready for this next step. Like, I am not yeah. – I don't know what this means for me. I I want to mm-hmm. – I'm going to move. Mm-hmm. I don't have connections. I don't have, you know, all these things. And I was telling this person, one, I had been there before. The first job out of college that I had, I really did not like. I only stayed there for six months. It mm-hmm. was kind of tragic. <laughs> I was – I just – it was horrible, um, which is okay. Uh, it was a learning experience from which I grew because I'll I'll be the first to tell you I wasn't the best employee there either because mm-hmm. I didn't like it. And so I mm-hmm. was showing that, right? Yep. So I learned that I need to navigate hard spaces in a healthier way. And I also learned 
I can try to avoid those hard spaces if that's not where I want to be. Exactly. So that was the first period of uncertainty. But then a couple years after I'd worked at K-State, it was like my dream job. I was so happy. And uh, my husband's job brought us back here. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden I was in that same boat of saying, well, I – I got where I wanted to be. I did mm-hmm. what I wanted to do. So now everything should be smooth sailing. I got through the hard patch. I got the job. Now I should be getting a, another job that is equal or better mm-hmm. uh, in terms of both value and pay. Mm-hmm. And I could find neither of those things. <laughs> yep. And I went through a year of working a clerical job, which was fine. And I made the best of it. But it wasn't it was on, it was an uncertain time. Right. Mm-hmm. It was a time where I went, this isn't my final landing place. And I know that. And it's hard Mm -hmm. and I'm trying to get out of it and I'm trying to move on to the next step, but I don't know what that next step is yet. And I thought I was already a professional. I thought I had passed that time of uncertainty, but I didn't. Mm -hmm. So I guess I say all of that to say, you know, when I have someone on the podcast, like you're in a place right now that feels good. You're in Mm -hmm. a period of certainty Mm -hmm. for the most part. But that doesn't mean that you're not going to fall back into something later. And like you said, you know you can do it because you've done it before. So living and and appreciating and maybe not appreciating, accepting at least the uncertainty, I Mm -hmm. think is a really big skill. Mm -hmm. And it's hard. And I still don't. I mean, I think, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know where I'm headed with all that. But I think you see what I'm getting at. (laughs) Yeah, because with uncertainty, you're like, okay. And and this is going to be weird to say, but be thankful that you're uncertain. Because if you weren't, you just know everything. You would think Ooh, you good do. Point. Yeah. So who's gonna who can give you that feedback? Like, hey, no, maybe you're not gonna listen to anybody. Right. Because you're set on your way. You're set. So keep an open mind. Like you you felt that uncertainty. You know how it feels. Now move on. What a great way to frame that in I mean, terms of gratitude. I, I have never phrased it exactly that way, but yeah, be mm-hmm. thankful that you are open enough to feel uncertainty. That's right. Oh, I like that. <laughs> Gosh, you're good. <laughs> I think it helps. Man. So. Mm-hmm. All right. So as we close up today, Chase, is yes. there anything, you know, I've talked to you about a lot of the things that I've just wondered about and wanted to ask you about. Is there anything else that you would like to share about your world or your journey mm-hmm. or advice or anything else you just think, I can't leave this podcast without saying blank yes <laughs> well i would say um just some just a tip for everybody you know um whoever you are if you're listening to this just know that you are enough you can do whatever you put your mind to i know it sounds cliche but you'll understand that more as you live through each day and whatever your passion is don't give up because once you give up then there's nothing else for you right And if you don't like something, just shift your focus to something else. Continue to build on whatever it is because you can have the best whatever it is that you're doing. It could be hair. It could be a bakery. It could be nails. It could be anything. Just continue to do that, and you will be blessed. But remember, show gratitude. Show gratitude and be kind to people because this world sometimes can be crazy, cruel. But if you have other people that you show that to, then you can spread that positivity. I think that'll help you. Absolutely beautiful. Yes. I love that. Thank you so much. It's, I say, it's been an honor to have you here today. Thank and you. more than that, it's been an honor to be able to witness your journey and get to watch you and 
just be a tiny part of it. Yes. Uh, so I, I just I appreciate your time so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I can't wait to hear this one and the other episode you have coming up. Yes, uh, absolutely. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Thanks, Chase. Thank you, Jessica. Thank you all so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode. It's such a privilege and an honor for me to get to record and share stories like Chase's, and I'm just happy that you're all here with me. So keep in mind, if you are in the market for a videographer, photographer, or content creator, please, please, please do yourself a favor and get a hold of Chase Dempsey. All of his information is going to be in the show notes page for this episode. As always, thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next week on Create Space.